Hey guys, what's going on? Before I get into the official episode, I just want to say that my book, Jericho's Journey, is now available on Amazon. So feel free to get your copy today. Just go to Amazon Books and search Jericho's Journey or Jericho's Journey Paperback for the paperback version. You guys can get yours today. I just want to thank everybody who has supported me throughout this journey of my own. Good vibes and enjoy the episode. Yeah, that's, that's why they decide to skip the gym. That's why they decide to eat like crap. That's why they decide to uh, make, make whatever poor decision it is in their life because they're choosing something that will give them immediate happiness or relief right now. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the PRA Podcast. I'm your host as always, Sam. And if you're new to this podcast, I started this because I believe in growth through progression and what it can provide for the fulfillment of life. I believe in growing together and achieving our own versions of success. So I provide insight via videos, life lessons, messages, interviews, perspectives, and methods to help transform conformity to visionary. So I'm using these platforms to tell people's stories and figure out just how the progression of improvement assisted in that fulfillment. So thank you guys for listening. As always, you know, don't forget to favorite the podcast and uh, don't forget to follow me on any social media at smartinezIV. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Good vibes and God bless. Hey guys, what's going on? So my guest today is all about self-awareness, finding who you are, executing on that by also auditing and managing your time. So for all those CEOs out there who want to implement all these new ideas but feel like they don't have time or if you're a parent and you have kids and you feel like you don't have time to execute on your dreams and do the things that you want to do, well, he eliminates those excuses by giving you guys tactics and I mean tailored tactics to help you not only figure out who you are but how to get where you want to be um and i was really grateful that he took the time out and had the time to actually speak with me we had an insanely good conversation uh and i know you guys are going to take a lot of value from this so if you guys do please don't hesitate to let us know what and you guys can reach him directly and schedule a, a, a meeting or even see all of the testimonials that attribute to his services and um his encouragement and what he does, you can reach him at www.patrickmetzger.com and that's P-A-T-R-I-C-K-M-E-T-Z-G-E-R.com. And thank you guys so much for listening again. Good vibes and enjoy the episode. Purposes of what I do with everybody that I work with. Um, like you said, uh, you go by Sam or Samuel? Sam, Sam, Sam's Sam, fine. All right. So Sam, yeah. Like you mentioned, so many people are uh, neglect this, and it's probably one of, if not the biggest pieces of the puzzle when it comes to, uh, for me, you know, my, my typical clientele is busy parents, busy professionals. You know, they have three, they have three, four kids. They both work full time. Uh, they're, they're kind of a hot mess. You know, I kind of make a joke of that sometimes, but it's, but it's very, very true, you know, and, and these people are trying to just keep it balanced. You know, they're trying to balance their life. They're trying to find happiness. They're trying to balance work with a crazy personal life, you know, and all the while trying to stay healthy, fit, um, happy, and fulfilled, you know. And the self-awareness piece is probably one of the absolute cornerstones of where I start with everybody. And what I really do, Sam, with people is, Number one, start them with, you know, getting very, very clear on what is your vision, what are your goals, what do you want to accomplish? Specific, yeah, very specific. 
Yeah, because if, if you don't have that roadmap laid out as far as what you really want, it doesn't matter what you do from a self-development standpoint. You're, you're going to go off the rails at some point if you don't have uh, that direction established from the very beginning. And then shortly thereafter, and, and kind of simultaneously, honestly, uh, the whole self-awareness piece comes in, you know, as far as really diving into your past, uh, your present, um, also your strengths, your weaknesses, you know, really, really identifying what are your core values, what are your uh, beliefs, what are your philosophies, you know. And actually, not kidding, 15 minutes before we hopped on here, I just kicked out a blog post regarding that as far as, you know, if you haven't taken the time to really stop and think about what are my core values, beliefs, and philosophies that every decision in my life should revolve around, um, you know, how do you go about doing that? You know, because so much of our life is on unconscious autopilot, you know. Yeah, it's mostly it's it's mostly influenced due to like lack of specification, like you said. Like mm -hmm. you're kind of getting yep. swayed into different directions, and you get distracted a little because you haven't pinpointed exactly what what calls to you and exactly what makes you tick a little bit. Um, so I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah. No, exactly. And if and if people don't have don't have that plan, they don't have those core values, beliefs, philosophies. What happens is they let life run them. You know, they let their outside environment determine all their decisions. It, they let them de that determine their happiness, whether they're fulfilled in life. Instead of really coming to that realization of man, I control all of these things. You know, I have 100% control over me, and that's the only thing you do have 100% control of in your life, you know. Yep. So if you want something, you want to be happier, you want to be more fulfilled, you want uh, career success, you want to be a better parent, you want to be a better spouse, whatever it may be, stop looking to the environment around you and start looking deep within, you know. But all those things should ultimately come back to uh, that self-awareness piece. It's got to come back to what's important to you, what do you, what do you really believe, and, and where are you going? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you touched on a few things that I always talk about. And um, one of them is like that there there's this there's this gap. I feel, you know, this dissonance between the things that happen to you um, and then the things that you react, your reaction actually towards that. And I feel like the amount of time that you actually have to consciously be aware of your reaction definitely helps with allowing you to kind of realize that you're not in control. You're not in control. And the sooner that you can kind of cope with that and really figure out your own little system, because um, so many people spew out different systems. They spew out different tactics, different things. And I think a lot of people fail to tailor it to them and take the pieces that work and throw away the pieces that don't necessarily, you know, fit their, their schedule or their personality or who they are. And I feel like people think it's it's very cookie cutter, almost like a diet, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, it's a little bit more distinguished than that. And, you know, a lot of people, I feel, are, are, are very, um, they're not okay with who they are, and they're not okay with where they are. So they predicate a lot of, of judgment and worry, and they, they predicate a lot of judgment from the past, and a lot of worry for the future. And so how, how would you, how do you help with, or how would you give people advice on how to stay in that present state? to be proud of, of who you are enough to kind of dive into yourself deeper and figure out what avenues are going to work for you to kind of get to that, that level of fulfillment. And, 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 and even, and even to add on to that, like how 
to incorporate that in their life so that life, like you said, is not running them. They're able to own the day. They're able to own the week. They're able to own the month. They're able to own their life essentially and not feel so burdened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's a really long but deep question. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I, I have these crazy rants that I kind of just, things pop up in my head and before I forget, I'm like, I got to get it out. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise it probably won't even get said. Yeah, no, two, two things I would say to that is, number one, you have to establish what those things are first, you know, of, like I said, what's important to you, um, and most people have never taken the time to do that, you know, and once you have taken the time to finally do those things, and you realize, like you said, and exactly what I wrote in my blog, what makes you tick, you know, what, what excites you? What gets you motivated in life? What, what brings you happiness and highs, you know, those natural highs in life? Um, once you have those things figured out, the next step really is how do you build those things in as daily habits? You know, yeah. whether it is keeping something around you visually, whether it is some sort of reminder, whether it's something you put on your phone, you know, I'm, I'm a big I'm big into working with my clients on setting their phone to kick out reminders and alarms, things like that. Um, whether it's a phrase or words they need to see, whether it is an actual action they need to take, um, whether it's get up, get moving, whether it is uh, something work or professional related or family related, whatever it may be, you know, it's, it's all about those habits and behaviors, those things that you slowly build over time um, that are going to make the biggest difference because they have a big compounding effect. You know, most people make the big mistake of staring at the mountaintop and when they can't get there or they feel like they're not making progress toward that, you know, or I'm not getting happier or I'm not reaching that level of fulfillment that I was looking for, you know, they think it happens overnight and they just dwell on the result instead yeah. of having much more of a growth mindset approach and really focusing on the process. You know, um, I'm a, I'm a former football coach, so I'm a huge, uh, college football fan, and there's nobody better in the business than Nick Saban at that. You know, he talks about the process all the time with his players, and it's, it's no different than your average Joe Schmo. You know, focus on the, the process and those little tiny daily habits, behaviors, build those things into your life, and just worry about those. And over time, you start to see that change. Yeah, I totally agree with you too. And I think uh, one thing that's <clears throat> that's really hard for people is the consistency aspect of it. They 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 go they go hard, you know, for a certain amount of time, and then it, it falls short. And then they kind of, like you said, you know, they they predicate all of the the emphasis on the outcome instead of that that inner transformation. And I'm sure you're familiar with like the hero's journey. I'm like a firm believer in that. And I really truly believe that like there is this inner transformation that has to happen along the way that allows you to kind of, in a sense, be proud of that and be fulfilled within that and who that is, that, that, that person that you're becoming along the way. And um, I, I've said this before and I'm like, you know, everybody talks about it's about the journey, not the destination. I'm like, you know what? It's actually about, I feel like the presence within that journey. The, exactly. The, the ability to focus so much on the right now to make that best decision and not focus, not make the decision out of judgment or not make the decision out of worry about what could happen, but more so off of who you are internally and, and be confident in that choice. 
I think people lack the consistency and the confidence in, in their decisions. Yeah, definitely. You know, too many people focus on the short-term happiness that decisions in their life provide, you know, and that's, and that's why they, yeah, that's, that's why they decide to skip the gym. That's why they decide to eat like crap. That's why they decide to, uh, make, make whatever poor decision it is in their life because they're choosing something that will give them immediate happiness or relief right now. And a lot of times they are choosing that because they have never ever thought about what the hell is it that I'm really working toward in the long term anyway. You What's know? the other side of this? Yes. You know, too many people are content just drifting, you know, just floating through life. You know, I, I always joke with clients about I always think of the movie um, Billy Madison where his uh, girlfriend kindergarten teacher comes over and she goes, you know, Billy, if, if you just want to drift through life like a piece of crap, then, you know, and she goes on and on. And, and his buddy, uh, I can't remember what his name is, looks over at him and he goes, what's she talking about? <laughs> you know, as they're sipping drinks in the pool there or whatever, but. But it is so true, you know, people get so busy, they get so tied up in their everyday life of family, work, and the craziness of it all, that they never lay down the groundwork for who I am and where am I going, you know, and what I really want to accomplish. Yeah, and you know, I think that I think that people get so riddled with the amount of options and the amount of decision making that we have to do every day that they don't know what to form into a habit. So then they get kind of lost and they're making the wrong things habits unintentionally just because they're doing the easy and they're not doing what's worth it, you know? And so I think that like when you can get exposed to people such as yourself, which is why I think what you're doing is so important, especially with the parents is because you're, you're giving them exposure to the different habits that you, that you should have to create longevity with your life, with, you know, within your kids, within, you know, the, the family that's around you and the people that are around you that care about you, you know, like, not just for, you know, not just for the money, not just for the job or not just for, you know, all these things that we seem to put our identity on, but for the thing that you should put your identity on, which is who you are as a person, which is who you're, who you are, what's your character? Like, are you a courageous person who's honest and truthful and who's willing to, to always work hard and, and, and just have the best intentions or are you going to be that person? And you don't have to be perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. But it's about it's about it's about the attempt. You know, it's about having fun with that attempt and not just getting down on yourself because you are imperfect. You know? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's like you said. It's about finding the enjoyment in the process and just being in the moment, being in the present. You know, I had a client around Christmas time. Uh, one of his big goals was, you know, I want to make more time for family. Uh, he was a manager of a business, super busy, working 50, 60 hours a week. And he said, we have one of our family Christmases coming up this weekend. He goes, how can I bring myself just to be more in the moment? You know, and I, I gave him a few ideas. And, and one of the very first things I said was, you know what? I said, put your damn phone away. I said, don't even have it near you. I said, do you guys have a camera? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, like an old school camera. Like something that nobody has anymore, right? And he goes, yeah, we do, actually. I said, good. I said, I want you and your wife to put your phones away. Don't even bring them out. And if you want to use the camera, great. But I said, just submerse yourself in the moment, you know, yes. of just being being in that present. And when we talked on that next week's call again, he was like, Patrick, 
He goes, something so simple I would have never imagined would have been so fruitful, you know. And, and, and it is, it's, it's about enjoying the journey along the way. And research actually shows that that's what people want. That's where they find the most enjoyment is that struggle that they overcome and those challenges and goals they overcome actually provide more fulfillment overall than when they actually reach the goal itself. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what's funny with that, and you kind of touched on a little bit, is it, it's not money related. You know, so many people predicate their level of happiness on the money, their level of fulfillment based on their their income level. And if you even, I mean, if you even look at the people, if you look at the people who are the most you know, even just successful in what they do, they're not paying attention to the money. And, 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 and even the people who have less than you, you can see that they can still have that same level of fulfillment as somebody who does have the success and the fame or whatever, whatever. And what I found and, and is like, there's this middle ground. There's this middle ground of where, like you said, you know, there's, there's good, there's bad. There's past, there's future, there's all these things, and we're kind of being pulled in this center. And it's important not to get pulled to one too far into one direction. You've got to maintain that level of, like you said, self-awareness to at least know how to keep yourself in that little that little realm. So that way you can further make those good decisions, not not be so predicated on on. Um, I, I think a lot of people have issues with status and the way that people view that. Big time. Um, and so, and so they kind of like dictate their self-awareness based on who they think other people think of them. And it's a really big issue. And for, I mean, one thing that I found was really hard was, um, it's hard to kind of disassociate yourself from the influence. Um, how do you suggest people kind of not distance themselves too far, obviously, to where they're like just being total a-holes to their family and their friends or whatever, but at least be able to create that, you know, that level of, um, that level of disconnect so that they can kind of form their own truth and beliefs and, and all mm-hmm. that. You know, that's, that's a really, really tough one, Sam. Uh, and, and what I do with people is I really encourage them to, like, like we talked about at the beginning, kind of lay the groundwork. And in order to do that, you, you have to kind of pull back into your own shell, you know. And I always encourage people that I work with uh, to think about, you know, what are the top things that make you happy and make you feel fulfilled? You know, people always say things like family, all right? And that's, and that's fantastic. I think that should obviously be one of the very top ones, you know. People will say things like their faith. People will say things like, you know, social socializing is very important to me. I have a lot of very, very close friends. They help keep me balanced, those things. So whatever it is that keeps you balanced you know, generate a list of those things that are really, really, truly important to you and honestly practice, you know, take a week or two weeks to only put your focus and energy toward those things. And and it can help even more if you prioritize those items, right? If you can really think about what's the absolute number one thing I have to have in my life that I could not do without, what's the number two, what's the number three, and so on and so forth, you know, and what people find is when they pull back from all these other things in their life and they just put their focus and energy toward those, they feel a way greater sense of balance and fulfillment and, and more so overall happiness because what they're doing is without even knowing it, they are aligning their behaviors with their values. 
They're, they're identifying what their values and beliefs and philosophies are and what's important to them. And now they're putting all their energy and focus toward those things. And once you do that, you find, you find a, a change in everything. You know, almost every person I work with over the course of weeks, they find themselves pulling away from things in their life that they have now identified they do not need. And they start putting their energies toward that handful of things that are more important to them. You know, I have a client right now who, who really wanted to focus on family time this summer. You know, she said the last few summers, they have two kids, said the last few summers they wanted to do this and this and this, and they wanted to go camping and spend time together, but they never took the time to plan it out. Mm. So one of the things we did this spring was, all right, I'm holding your feet to the fire. I want you to plan these out. Where are you going? What weekends? You know, all those things. And now they're halfway through the summer, and they've had an absolute blast. She said, it has been so fun and so rewarding seeing my kids happy and our family spending that quality time together, you know, but it took her pulling away from other things and being self-aware of the problem that, that has occurred in the past and now setting that goal forward as far as what do I need to do to align my beliefs and values with what do I really want? What really makes me happy? You know, and then those behaviors, they all, they all fall together. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with that, and you know I I I've, I've experienced that as well, and it's very um when you start to identify all the toxicity and start to pinpoint it to this to like to the specific things, it's it's very weird. Um, it could be very odd and feel very off because you're not doing the things that you normally did. Like you're not you're not necessarily going to the same gatherings, or you're not necessarily you know doing this or speaking with this person on the, on the, on the same amount of, you know, time and every single yep. week or so or whatever, you kind of limit that, you know, it's, and I think that that level of discomfort is, 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 it's again, like that micro tear that's allowing you to kind of grow. It's giving you that little bit of resistance. And some people I think get too unfamiliar and they're like, ah, I got to kind of revert back. Cause I, I feel like I'm being, like I'm being too self-centered or, or I'm being too selfish. and Yes, that's a big one. Yeah, and, and you know, people, they, I, what I've found, because I've felt this as well, is they either feel like they're a burden on other people so they don't speak up or say anything, or they feel like they're being too selfish and they don't see the line between, like, self-care and self-love and, and being selfish and actually, like, deliberately doing things with, with like, selfish intentions. Um, how could, how do you distinguish that? You know, the, the, the self-care, the, the selfish is a word that comes up all the time, you know, and I, and I use that word a ton with people that I work with because, you know, it, it does feel like that because one, you know, one big thing is we're brought up in this society of help others, do this for others, do this for others, do this for others. And it's, and it's great. You know, you, you do have to help other people. That's, that's an enormous part of, I think, what makes us tick as human beings and what brings us happiness. But ultimately, number one is you have to help yourself first. You know, because if you don't help yourself first, you're going to run out of gas, man, and you aren't going to be able to help anybody else. And that's what I see in every person I work with, all these busy parents and, and CEOs and stuff. You know, they're, they're caught up in that. I'm trying to do this and this and this and this and this. And I ask them, well, what are you doing for you? And they're like, well, I don't have the time to do it. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, if you don't have the time to do it, man, you're going to burn out and you aren't going to make it here. 
you know, you're, you're eventually going to crumble. You know, it's a, it's the analogy of building a house. You better have the foundation. Yep. <laughs> and, and that foundation is you. You know, if you're not healthy, if you're not balanced, if you don't know what in the world's going on with you, uh, you aren't going to be able to help others as much as you'd like to, you know, and whether you're a manager or leader, you know, in your business or a parent or spouse or whatever it may be, uh, you're going to have a really, really tough time eventually. Yeah. And to go inside, to coincide with that, I always say, you know, yeah, everything, you know, is a foundation and stuff. And to go and to go along with that, everything trickles as well. So mm-hmm. if you're not taking care of the roof, and also, you know, like the stress, the overhead stress, the bills, the the this, the that, the the everything in between, the juggling this, the organizing that, because, you know, I'm a parent as well. So it does get frustrating. You have to figure out a way to level yourself out. Otherwise, you're going to take it out on the kids. You're going to take it out on your spouse. It's going to project. And if you are projecting anything, it's a reflection of how you view yourself. You know, so if you're not, if you're not, if you're, if your cup is not full, you cannot give to other people because you don't have enough, you know, and, um, I'm not sure if you follow, uh, Aubrey Marcus, uh, but he always says, you know, you have to be fit for service to be of service. And I completely agree with that because it's like, if you're not even taking care of yourself, how are you supposed to take care of everybody else? Especially if you're a CEO, um, you know, how are you supposed to take care of the, your employees, the company? juggle all of that when you can't even balance putting your your own things that help you become full and incorporate those you know yeah uh, yeah and, and your whoops sorry i was just gonna say on your if you look at it your highest performers are people that value self-care i mean and they make it an absolute priority in their life because without it you don't have the energy you're going to be in a crap mood you know, you aren't going to have the self-confidence that got you to that point. So that's that's extremely important. Yeah, I agree with that as well. And it's crazy the it's crazy the correlations that you find with like the people who are productive or the people who you know um, are are the most successful or the people who have built a certain have, have built a certain um, you know reputation for themselves. It's like those people focused on that level, like they focus on the the fulfillment. They focus on the the empathy they focused on the building of of themselves and 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 working that through and building relationships finding a purpose ultimately through that self-awareness and you know i i i incorporate i firmly believe that you do have to incorporate not just physical health but mental health spiritual health you've actually got to go into these realms and ask yourself a lot more questions than most people. And most people are lazy. They don't want to ask themselves those deeper questions. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they ask themselves why maybe one time and they don't dig past that first why. And they're not like, well, why do I feel that way? Why, why do, why am I the way that I am? And for some people, I think maybe it's just because they don't want to face themselves. Cause that was yep. me for the longest time. Like I didn't want to face myself. So I was just kind of like, you know, I'm not going to ask those questions cause I don't need to right now. But then things start to, like I said, trickle and seep in. And then you're like, Oh man, I, I and the next thing you know, you're self sabotaging like your whole life. Um, and you're just kind of like, where did this come from? You know what I mean? And uh, that's why, I, that's why I love that you focus on parents, um, specifically as well, because People like to focus on the kids. People like to focus on the entrepreneurs. People like to focus on all these things. They don't really focus on the people who are the parents. Um, and uh, I think it's very important because 
the way that we bring up our kids is vital, you know, and if we don't, if, if, if we don't teach them in this day and age to have a certain level of emotional intelligence, then it can definitely hinder their growth in the future, I feel. Um, so what, what has been like, what has been the, the, the biggest challenge with parents? Because like I said, most people are lazy. They don't really go with that level of consistency. <clears throat> Um, so, I mean, how do you, how do you help parents kind of get over that hump to kind of be more? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, one, one of the, the biggest things I hear from every parent I work with, uh, I don't know if I've had the parent that has not said this yet, but every one of them says what, one of the things that's most important to them is being a good role model for their kids. You know, and I'm just like, Oh, I love it. You know, I'm a former teacher of 11 years. So there's nothing more that I like hearing than that, you know, prioritizing family and, and being a good positive role model when it comes to their health and happiness, you know. Um, but for parents, you know, the biggest challenge I would say in working with parents is, you know, everybody talks about, I just don't have the time to do it, you know. And it's not just parents, it's, it's everybody, you know. And what it comes down to, and I always tell them this, is, Every single decision you make in life is a trade of some kind. It is a time trade-off. So whether you want to trade your half hour of Netflix at night for a half hour of self-development or reading, you know, whether you want to trade, uh, you know, whatever, whatever else at night for 15 minutes of reading to your kids or whatever it may be, everything is a trade-off. So in every, every time they say, I don't have time, Number one, automatically do a time audit. Where's your time going? I love that you said that. I've actually used that word as well, time audit. Like audit what's going in and out, audit how you're, how you're spending your stuff, you know? Because mm -hmm. most, most people don't realize how much time they piss away during a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whether it's at work, you know, looking at your damn email inbox or, you know, whether it's on the weekend, you're sitting around having coffee for an hour and a half in the morning or, or whatever it may be. You know, but everybody has time to do what they need to do. It's just that they let all these things filter into their life that they truly do not need. Yeah. And, and they feel like they need it, but ultimately they do not need it. You know, I can use myself as an example. My wife used to get after me all the time because after we would eat at night, I would always want to just sit on the couch for like a half hour and watch <laughs> TV. And she always would get so mad, like, Patrick, you know, why, why are you doing that? You don't need that. I'm like, no, I do need it. I just need time to relax. And what I found is she was 100% right. I absolutely <laughs> did not need that time. What I was looking for, though, was something that would calm me, something that would bring me just relaxation. And what I found was that half hour of watching TV was providing that same reward. You know, if you're familiar with habit loops, it provided yeah. the same reward, but yes. it was a crappy routine to get that reward. So all I did was replace it with something else that felt better, you know. So, like, now after we eat every night, we take our daughter outside. We go to the park. We do something fun with her. We go play basketball in the basement or whatever it may be on our little mini hoop, you know. So mm -hmm. I get the same reward of, you know, the relaxation and having fun, just kind of doing my own thing. But it's way more rewarding and it's way more beneficial doing that instead, you know, but I would say definitely that the time thing is, is the biggest crunch by parents. And 
And, and I won't lie, it is hard to fit a lot of things into the day, but again, it comes back to the very beginning of the values, the self-awareness of, you know, kind of the analogy of the rocks in a bucket, you know, what are your biggest rocks in your life? You know, put those in the bucket first, you know, the little bit of space you have left, fill in with what else you want, you know, but you have to figure out what are your big rocks first. You know, is it family? Is it quality time? Is it uh, vacationing? You know, is it whatever it may be? No, you got to identify those things first. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's awesome that you spoke on that because I, I talk about that as well. And I, I actually put that in my book also because that's how I wrote it, you know, and I call it the power of the meantime. Like, are you creating meaningful time to further create leverage to be the place, like to be in the place that you want to be? Or are you wasting that time? And also adding to that wasted time by complaining and not really add, like not really adding any, any additional value to that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think it's very important for people to know that we all have the same amount of minutes in the day. We all have the same amount of hours in the day. Like there's not one person who has that advantage over you. You know, it's just a matter of the fact that, and honestly, it does come down to specification in who you are. The people that know who they are right off the bat, they don't hesitate with what they want, when they want it, who they're going to talk to. Like it, it doesn't become a hesitation moment at that point because they just they they see it in their head and they know I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get there, you know. Mm-hmm. And, they're decisive, like, yeah. Yeah, and and you you touched on it earlier too, and you said like they they focus too much on that outcome when realistically that outcome isn't going to happen the way that you see it. Because there's going to be so much of these other little things that happen along the way. That the essence of that accomplishment is what you're going to feel, but you're not going to get that specific thing that you always saw. Like you, you'll get that essence of what it is, but you're gonna you're gonna meet people. You're gonna you're gonna get through different open. You're gonna open different doors, different opportunities, and it's gonna allow you to grow. And who knows, you might even like think you're going to do something, do, do one thing and be so specific about it. And then you meet somebody and then all of a sudden they alter your perception a little bit because you're exposed a little more. And so you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go this direction. And then all of a sudden now you really know who you are because you never knew that that thing existed. There's Mm -hmm. so many jobs that I didn't even know existed before. And, and in this new digital age, there's new realms of job, jobs popping up in different things. It's like there's so many different ways to be yourself at this point that I feel people are mostly just – it's just getting over that hump and being consistent. Because so many people too – like, and, uh, you know, my, my parents are actually at fault for this. Hey guys, I wanted to thank you for listening this far and I wanted to say real quick that if you're like me, you have to be frugal with your money. And so one thing I can never usually waste money on is clothing. Thankfully, my good friend Hunter was able to help by creating a clothing line that empowers me to be highly ambitious and reminds me every day to go for that which sparks my soul. In addition to that, even something that has a material I like and is form-fitting and has a good length to it is pretty rare. So what started out as clothing has now grown into motivational canvas art as well as a new launch of phone cases. He's even graciously been able to provide you all with a special discount on all of it. 
As of right now, he's offering 25% off on all apparel and phone cases, as well as doing a canvas art giveaway here pretty soon. So go to soulsparkapparel.com or look him up on IG to get the scoop on all that and keep my code SMART15 for any future discounts after all these promos end. Stude is always having promos. <laughs> all right, so let's get back to the episode. Good vibes and God bless. A little bit, not their fault, but their at fault. You know, with the older generations, it, they're so compounded in a certain way of thinking. It is hard for them to kind of reverse that because yep. it, it takes a lot of time and consistency to like, if you even think about, you know, anything to reverse it after it's been compounded, even just debt in general, you know, it takes a lot more time and, 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 and uh, discipline to get back to square one and then and then start building you know what i mean and i think that 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 level of discouragement kind of trumps people's um their sight on 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 their getting to that that beautiful end point um and so um what i wanted to another question i could i could ask is you know how do you encourage parents to remain consistent cuz i touched on that earlier and it's like you know one of the hardest things is to be consistent and a lot of people, myself included, you know, it gets to be to a point where, like, you know, I'm tired of this. I haven't got what I deserved. My ego, like, I feel entitled to this, and I haven't gotten it. So I'm just going to revert. What's the point? Nobody cares. Like, God dang. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, like how do you combat that with parents? Mm -hmm. You know, one thing is I, I always bring myself back to Pearson's Law, which is, that which you track is where you get results, you know. So you have to, one thing I do with everybody that I work with is when they fill out their goal setting forms um, and we talk about, you know, where they want to be in months down the road and how we're going to get there, you know, obviously, like you said, there's going to be changes in the path. There's going to be adaptation along the way. But you have to track the very, very smallest of things you are doing. So what I do with people is I actually – in their goal setting sheet, we break their goals down into uh, monthly benchmarks. We break them down into weekly benchmarks, and then we break those down into daily habits and behaviors. I love that. I love that. So what they do is they pick the categories that are of most importance to them. So some people, it might be health. Some people might be profession. Some people might be family. all depends on what they really want, to, where they really want to make their progress. But what we do then is we establish what are the daily things that you need to do under that category that are ultimately going to get you to that goal that's miles down the road. You know, that's 10,000 steps down the road, right? And then what they do is they track those daily behaviors. So, and it's a simple, did you do it or did you not do it? So I love that. I love that simplicity because so well, many and it, and it they, has to be simple. They put too much extra story on stuff, you know, and then it, it becomes this, this weird, like, this weird like argument with yourself instead of just, did I do it? Yes. Did I do it? No. Done. Move on. <laughs> yeah. So like people that are struggling, you know, with their health, I mean, we set super simple things like, all right, you're not eating hardly any vegetables right now. Let's say for the first week or two here, one of our daily goals is going to be eat two vegetables, two servings of vegetables. All right. At the end of the day, did you do it or didn't you do it? You know, did you eat two or did you not eat two? You ate one and a half, you did not eat two. That's a no. And as you track those things over the course of a week, you can obviously see if you're making progress throughout the week. 
And then as you track that over the course of a month, you can see if you're making progress over a month. But you have to know that if you're doing the daily things, that will lead to the weekly results. The weekly results lead to the monthly results. The monthly results lead to the uh, quarterly results and so on and so forth. So that goal setting form, uh, honestly, I have some people that don't want to do it. And I'm like, no, this is like one of the <laughs> keystone habits you yeah. need to start. You know, and it takes a long time to build habits. You know, people say, you know, you need whatever, 21 days or whatever. I, th- I think it's it's way more than that. You know, yeah. it, it takes a long time to build good, effective habits, you know, and it starts with you got to get to those deepest whys of why you're doing it. But then also, uh, you know, a lot of people think they're going to be magically willed into action to do things. Like I'm going to find some magic motivation somewhere to right, do it. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. sorry, man, you just got to take action and do it. A lot, yeah, a lot of people, they say, you know, I don't like working out. You know, I don't like working out. I'm like, nobody likes working out. Nobody likes taking the t- I mean, some people do, you know. But, like, majority of the people, they don't like going to the gym, pushing it to the limit, to the absolute limit, and then continuing to do that, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's, 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 you know, you've got to take care of yourself. What yeah, I actually, I actually just read something today by Mel Robbins where she said that exact thing. She goes, <laughs> I don't like going to the gym. <laughs> but she said, I go almost every single day. You know, you just oh, build God. it. Oh, you, have to, you have to build it in as part of your routine. You know, yeah. my wife, my wife gets up at 445 every day and she goes to the gym for an hour. She walks in the door and I'm walking out the door, you know, because we have a two and a half year old daughter at home here. And would we love to just sleep in? Yeah. But do we? No, because we prioritized. We have to take care of ourselves. It's important to both of us. And it's either go in the evenings or go in the mornings. And like I said, it's a time trade-off. Do you want to go in the evening and leave your spouse at home and that time with your daughter where you only have two, three hours at night? Absolutely not, right? So what am I trading? I have to get to bed a little bit earlier. I might get a little bit less sleep, but I'm trading for something that is going to provide such a greater benefit in the end, you know. So we both go in the mornings, and and it's non-negotiable, you know. Do we go every single time we plan on it? No, you know, but I'd say we're probably 95% of the time, you know, that that we make it during the week, Monday through Friday. Yeah, and see, what's important is that other 5%, you don't get down on yourself. Mm-hmm. You just didn't do it. Did I do it? No. Did I do it? No. And you're still, even though you say no, if you have that intention of, of doing and trying to be consistent, you're not like taking away from yourself. You're being, you're still being accountable. And I think people are like scared to say no. So just like, oh, I'm going to fake a yes or something. You know what I mean? And it's like, you're not being accountable. The, 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 the priority is to be accountable for your actions to make those small adjustments because small adjustments equal a big impact. And the more that you make those micro adjustments, the better the result is going to be overall. You're, you're contributing to that foundation, like you said, of who you are. And that's really important. And one thing I wanted to touch on because um, it's hard to get in that zone. Like we were talking about, you know, where you want to do things you want, you get the, it's, it's hard to be in spirit all the time. I, I don't, I don't ever usually use the word motivation because I feel like it's temporary. So I just try to like do the things that keep me in spirit, keep me alive, keep me focused, Mm -hmm. keep me progressing. Like you said, constantly like trying to pinpoint where I'm at and keep going. 
how has gratitude affected your ability to um, take the the level of self pity into that self pride enough to take care of yourself? Oof, that's a good that's a good one. Uh, you know, the the thing with taking care of oneself, especially when it comes to the health, wellness, or especially the workout piece, is so many people are dealing with that vicious cycle of I don't want to work out because I don't have energy, and I don't have energy to work out. You know, and yeah. it's and yeah. somewhere in that vicious wheel, you just have to, you know, if that thing's a, a Ferris wheel moving 100 miles an hour or a tilt-a-whirl whatever, at some point, you just got to hop on, man. And like you said, you're going to get thrown off here and there, you know, but are you willing to hop right back on and just keep going? Because the more the more times you overcome an obstacle and break down that um, that challenge, the more willpower you build. You know, one, one thing I really try to encourage, especially, you know, you want to talk parents, uh, I always encourage them, you know, get your exercise in in the morning. It's, yeah. it's, it's the one time of the day where you will be undisturbed, where you know you can do it nine times out of ten. You know, you don't have to worry about not getting it in, and then it's done. You know, it's it's done um, for the day. You can spend your time at night with your family, your kids. You know, and a lot of almost everybody is, that isn't currently doing it is like, oh man, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, that's, that's gonna be really tough. And, I, and I'm very honest with them. I'm like, it is going to be tough. You know, but here's a routine. You know, I give people a very, very, very specific routine of here's what you need to do the evening before. Here's what you're gonna do the morning of to uh, set we set different triggers and things that will be cues for them that are going to establish some of those new habits. You know. Yeah, I like that you're doing that because I always talk about that too. I'm like, you know, there's like first and last hour. You know, think about the last hour of your day. How is it going? How are you? How are you building that momentum into the next day? How are you starting your first hour of the morning? Is very productive. You know, like you said, you're gonna have more of that. That energy, you're going to have more of that free time in the morning. And what I've found is, you know, you have more energy after you work out. You know what I mean? Like you have a lot more energy. And and because you have faced that level of resistance and discipline like in the morning, it allows you to be more proactive and not reactive throughout your day. Because I know for me, like for the longest time, like I've always been an early bird, but I never did anything with my mornings. So even like regardless of the fact that I was like just waking up early, I was still reactive in my day because I didn't know what to do with myself when I would wake up. And then when I started to, you know, have an actual procedure and like a, and like a itinerary for my mornings that actually worked with my schedule, it was like, man, I just basically have to follow this and I feel pretty, I feel pretty mm-hmm. ready to go. Like I feel pretty energized. I feel like confident. I feel like. Like, like I can take things on, you know, and I think that too many people are in reactive mode. They're like waking up, snoozing their alarm and they're just like, oh man. And then all of a sudden they're caught in traffic and they're getting mad. And it's like, and then it trickles down to like, oh, this person was looking at me weird at work and they're, they're giving me the wrong vibe. And I don't even know if I can work here. And it's like, all you got to do is make these small little adjustments and really isolate and audit like we were talking about earlier, the time that you're spending on the things that you're doing, you know, and, and, and I think that's very hard for people, but I think that it's a very big crucial element that, and also adding on to the fact that you need to know who you are, 
But I think that that trial and error aspect plays a big role in really in really figuring that out. And um, have you ever have you ever have you ever found that it takes a lot of trial and error? Because I know for me it did. Um, and and just with your experience with other people, even just CEOs, is it like is it more so people are scared to start or they're more so scared to fail? Because people are the ones that fail with optimism are the ones that succeed. Um, but I, like people are scared to start, so they don't realize that it takes trial and error to find that level of self awareness. So kind of what's that you know probably two things number one is uh, you know maybe not so much um, worrying about failing but finding the time to start or knowing where to start you know is probably one of the biggest ones so many people don't know where in the world to even start with things <laughs> I mean, they're so disorganized they have no balance they're not happy they really just do not know so what do they do they do nothing Right, they they decide to do nothing, you know, because it's easier, it's familiar, it's comfortable, you know, and then uh, the other the other part of that is like you had mentioned, the people that are afraid to fail. I definitely see a lot of those too. You know, they they come to me and they're like, you know, I've done this, I've tried this, I did this program, nothing's worked, and in the back of their mind, they're thinking, why is this going to work, you know. Yeah. Well, when it comes to specifically health wellness, they've gotten an exercise plan. They've had somebody tell them what to eat. They know they need to get more active. They know they need to eat healthier. They've tried all those things. But what haven't they tried? The very things that we started with, you know, your deep whys, your yes. self-awareness. The, the pieces. The pieces. Yes. You know, the, the building blocks of where it all starts. You know, uh, you know, everybody I work with right away, I plug them into my mobile app, you know, and they have their custom nutrition plan and custom workouts and all that stuff I build for them. But on an average hour long call with a client, I'll bet we don't talk about that stuff for more than five minutes. Mm. Large majority of our time is covering things like straightening out their mindset, um, teaching them new ways to think and approach things, uh, talking about family time management, organization, stress, balance, those are the things that we talk about because those are the things they need the most help with. The health the health wellness, the lose 20 pounds, that stuff, that stuff's a byproduct once you figure yes. out the beginning things. Yes. You know? But that's why they have not had success in the past because, like, like I said earlier, goal setting. Do you have a clear goal? Do you have a clear vision? You know, are you reflecting, like you mentioned, are you, are you reflecting – on that last hour, that last half hour of your day on what did I do well? What didn't I do well? Where can I improve? You know, how can I help other people? What do I have planned for tomorrow? You know, what do I need to do tomorrow to be successful? You know, everything comes down to planning and organization. I don't care if it's meal planning, if it's your job, if it's being a parent. If you don't plan, you don't organize, you're going to fail, man. You know? Yeah. And, and you know, one thing, too, I, I kind of want to add on to that as well is, I think that people get confused and they think that it's one way when really it's ever changing. It's always changing. If you keep doing things one way, you're always going to plateau. You're always going to baseline. Like you, you, yep. you're always, you always need to be innovating. You always need to be constantly contributing to the process that is currently working for you. Nobody has like this all seeing, all being, all magic way of doing things. It's all just a way of like just figuring out as you go. And finding, like you said earlier, like kind of what calls to you, 
what's allowing you to like feel most alive and like you actually want to take care of yourself. Cause so many people are like in this slump and they're just like, I don't even want to take care of myself because the world isn't doing crap for me. And it's like, well, the world isn't going to do crap for you. It's like, you got to do the things in the world that make you feel like you need to take care of yourself. Cause the world's not going to do that for you. The world doesn't owe anyone any favors. You know what I mean? And like, we, we kind of get down on ourselves and we're like, you know, the world owes me and woe is me. And it's like, no, no, you got to make that switch in the fact that nobody's really got it all figured out. They just found that process that works for them and they continue to keep adding on to it and keep continuing to do more of what works and do more of what makes them feel good and do more of what makes them want to do enough to want to give more to other people in that. Yeah. In that yeah. It's, it's not so much like you mentioned, it's not so much about finding a way as it is finding a different way to think, mm-hmm. you know, because I can I can give you information, I can give you a plan, but like you said, things will change. You need to adapt. You need to steer in a different direction. And if you can't think on your own, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be really tough. You know, it'll last for a while, but it's not gonna last forever. You know, so I you know I give, and that's a big thing I really stress with everybody I work with is you know I'm giving you the skeleton to work with. You know, the bones of what mm-hmm. you need. But ultimately, it's up to you to figure out what works for you. And, you know, I actually had a guy this winter question me. He goes, you know, what makes you qualified to do this? I mean, he goes, how do you know about all these different things? And I actually kind of laughed. I'm like, that is a really, really good question. (laughs) I work with people with everything from losing weight and gaining energy to their relationship with their spouse to some business coaching to – personal goals, professional goals, career transition, you name it, you know. And it's like, well, how in the hell do you know so much about all that stuff? It's not so much that I know so much about all those things, but what I can do is teach you a way to approach and think about those things. Yes. And you to think about questions that you need to think about and ask yourself, you know. And, and I, you know, I don't like the cliche of, like, the answer is already within you. But in a, in a way, it is. You know, yeah. in a way, the answers are within everybody. It's just how do you need to think to pull that answer out? Yeah, that's that's exactly right too. Because it's like the further you dig deeper within yourself, the more it it, it comes down to like it's we all go through the same stuff, you know. But I always think about it as like a flower. You know, we bloom when we open up. So it's a matter of really just putting your perspective out there and really blooming and becoming the most beautiful flower that you possibly can. The only way that you're going to do that is to nourish yourself and open yourself up, you know, and um, I, and that's why I just I really love what you're doing with with everything, with with the fact that you're even including parents, because I don't think that it's talked about enough, um, especially because, you know, a lot of the people who are really big, because entrepreneurship is like the main fad thing now, um, you know, a lot of the entrepreneurs or people who think that they need to be entrepreneurs are kind of like, oh, leaving the family by the wayside a little bit because they're like, oh, man, like um, I, I have all these goals and all these ambitions, like, and they don't include their family in these goals and ambitions. And realistically, it's like, well, maybe you need to isolate exactly what's important to you because if you're feeling that way, Maybe first you need to build that foundation and communicate what it is that you're trying to do first and be open about it so that way you can further go into that direction and just try and see if it works. 
Um, and you know, lastly, before before we get into my last question, because I know I know we're we're getting a little bit up, or, or we're we're getting close on time. Um, I wanted to I wanted to talk to you a little bit about workplace wellness, um, mm-hmm. because I wanted to really ask you what that is. Uh, it's it's a term that that I actually haven't heard before yet, and I was actually very curious. I know other people are gonna be very curious, and I really like the terminology, and I like what what it sounds like it it, it kind of stands for, and a lot of people in their workplace currently feel very scared, maybe fearful of their job, maybe whatever, whatever, um, or maybe just the business leaders themselves are not creating that sort of environment or something. So, like, what is workplace wellness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so work, workplace wellness is something that I do in going in and in working with businesses, uh, whether it's a keynote talk, whether it's self-development type training, whether it's health wellness training, but you know, to me, when I hear workplace wellness uh, or employee wellness programs, whatever you want to call it, you know, you think of your you think of your employees and how much time you put into developing them professionally, right? You teach them new softwares, you send them to business trainings, you fly them here, you do this with them, you know, you put all these hours and all these dollars into an employee, but in the end, that employee is still just a person. You know, and that person has struggles. That person has things going on at home. That person might have financial issues. That person might be going through a divorce. That person might have depression. That person might have no energy because they aren't taking care of themselves, you know. So workplace wellness is really about, you know, as a workplace, you take care of the professional side of things and let me come in and work with your people from a personal side of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you think of most employee wellness programs, you know, you have somebody standing up there talking about the same old garbage. You know, you need to eat healthier. You need to exercise, you know, can go for a walk on your break at work and all that stuff. And that's, and that's all great, but we already know all those things. It's you know? cookie cutter. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's, it's very, very cookie cutter. So what, what I've done is, is, is flipped it on its, on the other side and said, Hey, let's address the person first here and the things that the person needs that will create a much, much more productive, more engaged employee. You know, let's, let's, let me come in and work with your employees on things like handling stress. How can you get more organized at home and at work? You know, so we tackle some of, uh, some of both professionally and personally. You know, how can we manage your time better? You know, what are your values? You know, what, what are, what is your vision for yourself professionally? And personally, how does that align with the company's vision? You know, how do you fit into, how do your goals fit into their goals? You know, I, I actually just sat down with somebody this morning, uh, an HR manager this morning, and I was presenting basically a workplace wellness uh, program and package to them. And I said, you know, HR people, you're all overworked and underpaid. You know, you guys are filling positions. You're trying to do trainings with your staff and stuff. I said, let me come in and handle all those little things that you wish you could do with your staff to make them all a little bit better that you don't have time to do. You know, let me teach them on a lot of those things where you might send like, send out a mass email to your staff and say, Hey, read this on, you know, 10 tips for better time management. Well, how many people are actually going to open that and read it? You know, but let me come into your business and talk firsthand, make it entertaining, make it fun, make it meaningful, you know, as a former educator, man, 
you got to tap into people's emotions if you want true transformation and learning to occur, you know. So that's really what my workplace wellness is, is I, I talk health, you know, I talk wellness, nutrition, exercise, those things, but really it's about how can I improve you as a person outside of work? How can we address a lot of those things to make you a much better and more productive employee? Yeah, like how can we optimize every aspect of your life to make you feel like you can tackle anything, like yep. like to make you empowered, like to, 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 to figure out what's going on. And I really think that that's why it's going to it's going to continue to grow is because, you know, that level of empathy is really what leadership is all about. You know, mm-hmm. being able to take the time to look into someone else's view and perspective. And not only that, but be present in that moment and be able to feel the emotion, be able to, to, to take that exposure and, and really figure out something personalized or figure out something and be like, Hey, look, like I completely understand. Like you said, really hit the emotion and be like, this is, this is, this is what needs to happen. And this is what you guys are going through. And this is, this is the exact thing that maybe could help. You know what I mean? And like you said, being that middleman. And I really love that, that a lot of the, Businesses that you work with are self-aware enough to know that that is their weakness so that they that they do use utilize you and your services in order to kind of empower those employees and and and, and everyone because it's it's something that does lack you know too many things get swept under the rug in these big businesses or in these even just small businesses and there's not that 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 mid-level of of personality or, or, or kind of you know essence of some somebody to be like hey look let me come in here, let me speak with your people, and let me see what's really going on. And then let me actually take the time to care about these people um, because a lot of people just care about the revenue. They just care about the profit. Mm-hmm. They just care about this and that. And so the fact that, you know, people are hiring you to do that is absolutely amazing because it's like they're, they're, they're like, you know what, it's not just this cookie-cutter thing. I need somebody who's going to come in here and actually speak with my people on a personal level. And so um, – before I ask you my last question, how can some of these businesses or parents or people find you, contact you, get your services or get more information as far as everything that you do? Yeah, definitely. Um, you can hit my website, which is www.patrick-metzger.com. Uh, right on that website, I have uh, multiple testimonials from people that I've worked with um, over the last couple of years here. Uh, I have information on speaking. There's a contact form you can fill out. Uh, if you're looking at more one-on-one help, you can schedule a free strategy call with me where we'll take an hour and we'll walk through what are your obstacles? What are you really struggling with? Uh, and my job is to listen. You know, My job isn't to give you an enormous amount of feedback and tell you that you're doing this wrong and such. My job is to listen and say, hey, all right, it sounds like you're struggling with this, 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 and this. You know, is that correct? Okay, well, here's how I could potentially help you with that. You know, if I feel like it's a good fit, then we could definitely take steps forward as far as what does it look like working with me? What's the length of time? What's the cost and such? So, yeah, you can schedule that free strategy call online there. Um, but uh, you just email me too, you know. I'm, I'm a very, very informal kind of guy. I, you know, I would love if someone would pick up the phone and say, Hey, Patrick, I listen to you on this podcast with Sam. I love what you're doing. You know, I'd love to get you out here and work with my business. Ooh, great, man. Let's hop on a phone call or a Zoom call. And let's talk about it, you know. And the first thing I'm going to ask you is I'm not going to say, here's what I can provide. I'm going to say, what do you need, man? 
You know, what do you need personally? What does your business need? You know, the, the HR person I sat down with this morning actually said, so what is it that you provide? And I flipped the question right back at her. I said, what is it that you need? You know, because I, I can provide a lot of different things, but, you know, if it's not what your employees want and need and what's going to add value to them, mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't matter. You know, so, you know, I gave her, you know, here's a list of topics that I cover. You know, here's here's my speaking stuff. Here's my one-on-one -on -one coaching stuff, you know, if anyone would be interested in that. But uh, really, it's about what value do people or businesses need that they are looking for. You know, when it comes to physical health, mental health, you know, self-development, self-growth. I love that. I love that you do that. And I love that you actually take the time. An hour is quite a bit of time. And that is, it, there's a lot of people out there that charge, you know, by the, oh, a 30 minute call is, is this many, this many dollars. And, you know, uh, I'll take this, this, and this, and this. And I accept this. And it's like, no, if you are willing to give your time and energy for an hour of somebody to really figure them out and figure out if you're just even a fit, you know what I mean? Cause that call could lead to nothing. Yeah, but you take that time and that is absolutely amazing. And that's why I think that, you know, wherever you are right now, it's definitely going to multiply. And like you said, it's going to compound with all the consistency that you are showing. Cause I did see all of the testimonials and for anybody listening right now, there is a bunch of testimonials from people and they all say the same thing about how, how amazing you are about how amazing you've been able to transform them. And now I can see because it's like you actually take the time to listen. And there's a, there's that famous saying where it says you should listen twice as much as you speak. Mm -hmm. You are definitely a testament to that. You can tell, you know? Um, and so for that. Yeah, man. No. And, and that's why I just, I love doing these and I love going back and forth because it helps. It gives people exposure, you know, it gives people more perspective. And so my last question for you um, is what is your your specific version of success that you see for yourself? What do you think it is? How do you view it? What is fulfillment if you want to use that? But what is your what is your version of success? You talking personally, professionally or overall? Overall. Yeah, it can it can be both if you want to separate them, but just overall in general, because a lot of people, they they haven't found that out yet. They haven't pinpointed that. They they think success is all monetary and I just try to I try to shift that paradigm a little bit. So whatever you whatever you feel, whatever comes natural. <laughs> yep. You know, I would say my my vision of success or my version of success is uh, being obviously number one, being happy, you know. Um my my wife had my wife and I had some tough times uh, I don't know if this is on my website, but my wife and I have an adopted daughter. She's two and a half. Um, so we, we went through a lot of struggles getting to that point. Um, it taught us a whole new level of appreciation and such in life. Um, but ha happiness is ab absolutely top, you know, top of the pyramid when it comes to what is success. You know, it used to be money for me. You know, believe it or not, saying that as a teacher, you're like, what in the world? That doesn't even make sense, right? But, um, you know, I, I chased money and I chased a lot of, a lot of rabbits that I thought were important to me for a long time. And that's ultimately why I actually gave up teaching after 11 years because I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm doing this and this and this and this. And these are all things that I thought I wanted, but none of them are really things that 
fulfill me. They didn't, they didn't bring me that happiness, you know, and a big reason why is because I had never taken that deep dive into my, myself in the first place, you know, but you know, I would say happiness is absolutely number one as far as what does success look like to me. Number two is, you know, monetarily, can I make enough money to provide for my family, um, use that money to have quality time with my family also, but an even bigger one also is to give back to others. You know, it's, that's, that's really what it, what it's about. You know, it's, it's about gratitude. It's about being appreciative. You know, I love, um, I love Dale Carnegie's quote about, I think it's Dale Carnegie who said there's two periods in every person's life. There should be two periods. One where they accumulate wealth and he's not talking just monetarily. He's talking knowledge, everything. And the mm. second period is when you give it to others, you know, and that's, that's, it, that's so, so true. You know, there's nothing better than providing knowledge or opportunities or growth for others uh, because that is ultimately rewarding. You know, that's, that's what I, that's what I love doing. You know, somebody at the HR gal this morning said, God, you like talking in front of people on a stage. And I'm like, I love it. I said, there's no way you can influence more people at once, you know, in person. So, you know, I'd say happiness, make some money in order to be, uh, in order to spend some quality time and provide for others, you know, and learning is always a really, really big one for me. You know, I'm, I'm an absolute sponge for knowledge. Uh, that's one of my core values is learning and growing and developing. I love reading. Uh, you know, that's why I contacted you about this podcast. I love learning about other people and, yeah. and, and getting to know them. You know, so success to me is becoming that absolute best person you can be. And you only do that through learning and growing. And part of that is plowing through obstacles, man. You know, you have to, obstacles are, so many people avoid them. And that's why they never grow and they kind of lose their identity because they get stuck. But uh, you have to. You know, sometimes you plow through them. Sometimes they redirect you. Sometimes they make you back up and choose a different plan. But ultimately, uh, that's what makes – that's another piece of what really uh, defines success for me. That's awesome, man. And that's such a, like, humbling answer as well, you know. And it's and, and the reason why I love it, too, is because, you know, it's it's the truth. You know, the, the amount of the amount of adversity that we face is the amount of growth that we ultimately inherit um, from within ourselves. And I just I love that that there's people out there like you who are helping people face that level of adversity while while presenting the good intention of wanting to give back. Because, you know, the people who are most known in this world are the ones that give back more than they receive you know mm -hmm. that's really what it's about when you shift that intention from selfish to selfless but you know that you need to take care of yourself in order to do that it really just flips the script and it really just it really changes the way that you think about things you know and you're definitely well on your way to impacting a lot more people um and i'm just i'm, I'm very thankful that you were able to take the time out to talk with me um yeah, thanks for having me yeah, because I do value your time, man. And I was very excited about this about this interview because when I was reading up on you, you know, I had I had just read that you were a teacher, like in, in all the transitions that you had done. And I was like, man, like this guy's probably gone through a lot of different trial and error, a lot of different disappointment, like a lot of different 
times where he might have been feeling like this isn't me this isn't me what do i do what do i do and you just kept getting after it man you kept getting more curious in those moments and that's something that i think people should definitely you know take from you and take inspiration from from you because the more curious you get about the parts that are unknown you know a lot of things can come to light you know what i mean yeah if you want to find your way find yourself is the first thing i tell them that actually you know what i actually uh that's so funny. I actually said something similar to that uh, maybe a couple weeks ago. I was like, to be yourself, you've got to find yourself first. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? And it's like, it's so true. Yeah, and so many people are too lazy to ask those deep questions, but I'm telling you, and I know you can attest to it, ask those questions, get into yourself, figure out who you are, because that's ultimately going to open up everything for you. But thank you so much, man, for your time. I really appreciate it. If there's anything yeah, that you ever need. Too. If there's anything that you ever need, let me know how I can be of service to you. Um, good vibes, man. And I'll let you know as soon as this goes up. And, um, yeah, we'll keep in contact. And I just I really appreciate your time. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right. Later, brother. All right. See ya.